All right, we're recording. So today is April 22nd, 2016, and we've got a half an hour together. So yeah, so what's going on? Where do you want to begin? Well, I think, unfortunately, uh, Drummond can't make it today. He uh, was in a longer business meeting than he expected. So, you know, we both um, are doing our very best to meet our girls' needs um, and to have them live in a happy, you know, in a happy home. Where And I think they know they're very much loved. And um, what we're upset about is this new behavior. And I know they're saying, they're giving us messages and I have an idea, but it's, that, you know, one of them pooped on their bed in our bed a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and then we, I thought we made a deal. It's like, okay, if you're going to do that to get a message across, you know, not on our bed. Well, I wasn't specific enough because um, just, I guess, late last weekend, um, one of them pooped beside our bed. And then I thought we had agreement, and they told me some things, and um, I agreed, and I, and I admitted. And then they pooped, one of them pooped right in front of the door, in the front door going out. And so my husband and I... We're pretty upset because I thought we had agreement, and if they needed to get a message across to poop in the bathroom where their litters are, but either on the toilet, around the toilet, on this, I didn't care anywhere in in the in the bathroom. So, you know, we're we're trying to meet their needs and make sure that they're happy, and we're and I whatever that I can't keep my emotions clear to be able to hear them properly. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, let me call both of them in and see if they want to start off with comments back on what you shared. So, Tenderfoot, please. Okay, I've got her. And Curious, please. Okay. So, girls, what's going on with the pooping in inappropriate places outside the litter box? Okay. Um, so Curious is not feeling safe to always go to the litter box. Um, she admits that it feels like Tenderfoot owns the box, owns the bathroom. Um, Curious is insecure at times about going in there. Um, when I ask her, tell me more. She says, emotionally, Mom is trying to keep the peace around here. We both know we are loved. She says, but Tenderfoot still rules the roost around here. And she, as Curious, feels she still has to kind of watch herself so that she doesn't suffer the scorn of Tenderfoot. When asked, what does that phrase mean exactly? She says, I don't want to be underneath her tooth and nail. So Curious is trying to stay out of your, you know, Tenderfoot's way. Um, so she admits that mm, she feels insecure about being a, well, always getting to the litter box. Part of the, okay, so Karen, is it correct you have the litter boxes only one location? Correct. Okay, so curious, um, what's the, so she's concerned about going into the one of the boxes in the bathroom and getting stuck, trapped, so that she can't get out. What Tenderfoot what, well, what she's afraid of, Tenderfoot, is going to do is hang out in the, she calls it the pathway, I believe she means hallway. Yes. Um, and she says she hangs out there far enough away that it makes it look like she's not keeping me in the bathroom, but I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck there. And a trapped animal, she says, becomes very, very fearful, and I don't want to be that trapped animal. So it feels like curious, so indeed, have you been defecating elsewhere outside the box? She says, sometimes I really have to go. She says, yeah. so I'm letting you know I'm feeling 
unhappy and insecure. You know, Karen, this, this is me talking now. It might be as simple as taking those litter boxes and separating them into different locations so that if Tenderfoot's in one side of the house, Curious can still go to a room she's comfortable in where the second box is. Okay. Yeah. So I had no idea that was not what I picked up, um, but that, I mean, I'm, I'm upset to hear that um, because I thought that over the last 11 months of being together that things have settled down between the two of them and I'm I'm upset to hear that Tenderfoot's still behaving this way. Well, let's get Tenderfoot's perspective because yes. that's curious. So other side of the coin, Tenderfoot, please. What's going on? Um, she says, I'm not guarding, she says. She says, curious can go in and use it anytime she wants. Now, Tenderfoot does admit that she has it's not really ownership, it's it's kind of like dibs though, like she is more comfortable in that section of the house, it seems heavily utilized by Tenderfoot, the area where it's near the bathroom where the boxes are kept. Um, so Tenderfoot just says, I'm not keeping her out of there, I'm not telling her she can't use it, she's just worried about me. So. Um, Okay, now I'm going to back up as Danielle and I'm going to speak. So what I'm sensing from these two girls is Tenderfoot isn't doing anything to Curious in this case. Curious, however, knows that Tenderfoot was here first and is still the stronger of the two cats. And you've got a little bit of um, insecurity going on within Curious. And that's why she feels unsafe to go in there because she's afraid of being trapped. She's afraid, she's got a bit of more of a submissive personality still. So when a being is insecure, whether you're a human or an animal, you're gonna set yourself up for a space of safety. When I ask why do you, well, truth, curious, did you poo on the bed? Um, it does feel like it was her. When asked why the location, she says, if I get on a high location, she says, I always know where Tenderfoot is. So it wasn't so much about putting it there as a message for you. It was about a space of safety where she could defecate in a safe location and not be attacked or worried about attack because she could see all around her. She's high enough. When I asked what about on the, I think you mentioned the side of the bed or side on the floor? I, on the floor beside the bed. Okay, why that location? She said that, well, did you do that one? Curious. Um, does feel like she does. She did. And when I asked, so why did you choose that location? It, she could see. Um, feels like that there was a section. If she had her back against one of the walls there, um, where the, the headboard section of the room would be, where the headboard bed section would be, it feels like she could look out and see a wide gap. So again, she picked another safe, wide location. She's avoiding corners. She's avoiding being trapped in rooms. She just doesn't want to be stuck. Anyway, your bedroom is a very safe-feeling space for Curious, hence okay. another reason why she chose a safe location. Out there in the world of the wild animals, Karen, that is one of the wisest things they do. They choose safe locations to yeah. put their bodies in vulnerable positions, such as squatting to pee and defecate, in order to survive. So it is a survival instinctual thing. It wasn't, you know, to be rude to you. Um, you know, if you're open to it, maybe trying one, trying a uh, litter pan in your bedroom. Um, I know some people don't like that, but you could try it and see if that solves the problem. Well, we've not, um, no, I, I can't imagine my husband going for that, but we can find somewhere else, definitely, okay. in the house, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, can Curious, like, if Tenderfoot's being honest and saying that I'm not guarding, I'm not preventing her, can Curious 
hear that and take that as fact as that's her truth that maybe she'll feel safer like is there any way that curious can yeah yeah let's take a look at that so curious you hear tenderfoot saying she's not guarding um she says i hear her say that and do you believe that do you believe what tenderfoot is saying she says no she says because she likes to stay at the top of the stairs I don't know the layout of your house. Is the no. top of the stairs leading to a hallway that has the bathroom attached to it somehow? Well, um, what, where, what Tenderfoot likes to do is to hang out at the bottom of the stairs, which then leads to a hallway to the bathroom. Okay, okay, so I'm getting, okay, I'm getting it high, so it's actually the bottom of the stairs versus the top yeah. of the stairs. All right, so um, when I asked so Tenderfoot, why are you hanging out there? She says it's the best place to see everything that's going on in the house. That's why I choose to be there. She's true. She's right. It yeah. is. Um, so curious. Tell me about. She's not really blocking you. She says, "Well, I won't walk past her." Okay. So that's that's. So you're gonna want to pick Karen when you pick another potty box. Put it on the other side of the house where Curious doesn't have to walk tenderfoot in order to go to that bathroom. Oh boy. Okay, we'll figure that one out. Cause I was thinking that I could take the other litter box and put it in the upstairs bathroom. But, but if it's still going to be blocked, going to be blocked yeah. by ten. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to get around this because it's an open concept, and mm -hmm. um, that hallway is the main corridor. Okay. To get in anywhere. Gotcha. There are um, fancy boxes that people will make that don't even look like litter pans. They look like cabinets, and they'll put the litter pan in there and cut a hole in the side. Sometimes people will do that with antique furniture. You know, so that you right. can kind of have a cat litter box out in the main room, and yet it doesn't look like a box. And if you keep it up on it, of course, it's not going to smell. Okay. So what needs to happen for Curious to um, to feel, so she feels more confident she can pass Tenderfoot without Tenderfoot, um, you know, attacking her or whatever she's afraid of? Like, what needs to happen to make her feel more confident and safe? Okay, sure. So how about that, Curious? Um, she says, well, she says, Tenderfoot is more accepting of me. We've gone from her tolerating me when I came in and chasing me to now there is acceptance of me. She says, but there's still not enough. They're, they're not on such good terms that if Curious was to try to, you know, friend, in a friendly way, in a polite way, respectful way, just walk by Tenderfoot, I don't get Tenderfoot would welcome that. I see Tenderfoot tensing there at the bottom of the stairs and being like, really? You're going to try to get by me? I don't see Tenderfoot attacking her, but the energetic vibe is, oh, you're now entering my space. And while I don't have a problem with you going this way when I'm not here, now that I'm here, it's like um, the intensity that Tenderfoot puts out with her body language and her eyes, even though she doesn't chase her or go after her, is pretty yeah. um, big enough that it really is something that's very real. And Curious is kind of like, oh, hands off, I'm not. Curious is doing her absolute best, Karen. You've got to give her credit for That's trying not to ruffle her feathers. I totally, totally get that. I, it makes complete sense to me. I recognize that. I see it. I, I believe it. There, I mean, she is doing such an amazing job adjusting. You know, it's been 11 months, and they've come a long way. And yet I can still see the tension between the two of them. Um, and I know that Curious is doing her very best. Okay, good for her to hear. She says, thank you. She says, oh, we yeah. each take turns with our loving partners. The loving partners are you and your husband. 
So it um, feels like both cats are, are welcoming and asking for affection, although Curious says it's usually at different times so that they're not in competition with each other, which is good. That is good. <laughs> yep, it yes, is and good. They do that very well. So that then leads me to um, a question, and I've got a third question that I definitely want to get into, which is pretty important as well, but that just segues into the nighttime routine and what's going on around the bed when I'm in bed. Curious leaves, she goes downstairs when she sees Tenderfoot walks into the bedroom or is on top of the bed and then it takes a while for Curious to come back into the bedroom and then the two of them may or may not sleep on the bed and what I find really interesting is that Tenderfoot in the middle of the night if I have to wake up and go to the washroom, Tenderfoot is actually up against Curious sleeping so I find that so contradictory to what she's saying now or how they're experiencing each other because there are tender moments that I see continuously. Yeah, sure. So when I ask the girls to talk on that, Curious first, please. She says, well, when she's in a quiet, sleepy state of mind, her energy's very low. She says, isn't yours when you're in a sleepy mind? She says, all your guard goes down. Tenderfoot isn't interested in chasing me out. Her energy is very different. It's like she's a different being then. She's in sleepy mode. She's a different cat when she's in sleepy mode because she's extra, um, she's mild. She's like an onion that's mild versus being... Um, spiky in taste or very extreme in yes. taste so she says she's a different cat when she's awake when she's awake she's got her full five senses and faculties on well on powered on <laughs> like a computer um so there's a very different state of mind and state of energy for these two when it's nighttime now the switching of places curious what's going on you're on the bed then tenderfoot comes in the room and you leave what's it, it feels like it's actually an agreement where tenderfoot says i'm here now i'll yeah. relieve you and it feels like it's a changing of the guards. Um, now, Tenderfoot is initiating this. Uh, she's inviting Curious to leave. Um, it feels like Curious would prefer to stay if Tenderfoot didn't invite her to leave, but Curious, again, isn't gonna ruffle her feathers, so she's basically doing everything that Tenderfoot initiates. And again, this is not in a, it's interesting, Tenderfoot is not domineering or being bossy in this way. It's kind of a, a mere suggestion that you do this for me, Curious, or you do that. And Curious is like, okay, I'll do it. Okay. Right. Um, and then once Tenderfoot is asleep in bed for a few hours, it feels like Curious feels very safe to come back up and join the crowd because she's now, well, she's tender, like her name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's what I thought. It felt like a changing of the guard. It felt like I thought it was an agreement that they had that Tenderfoot, because we always had a nighttime routine of play on the bed before Curious came back into the house. So I thought that it was about um, an agreement that they had between the two of them. It's like, okay, it's my turn to play with Mummy, you know, before she goes to sleep. And Curious was being respectful of that. Um, anyways, that just that makes sense. Okay. So thank you. Yeah. Now, the other big issue is that, um, you know, is as I said, we're trying to do our very best to be respectful of their needs, to, to address their needs and their wants, and to make them feel both comfortable and safe here in the home. And yet, I, you know, we both explained from our hearts how important it is that they do not get on the counters. Now, I always say four paws on the floor or on the chairs. And I explain why they cannot be on the counters or where we eat at the at the table in the kitchen. And it's a constant thing that my husband is losing, has lost his patience. He's yelled at them. We, we, it's, it's become quite an issue amongst the four of us. And uh, I'd like to know what, even though we're trying to do our best to accommodate them, 
my husband has asked, and it's and it'd be interesting to know why can they not reciprocate? Um, they seem to have agreements between each other. Why can't they reciprocate and have an agreement with us that they'll just remain four paws on the floor or four paws on the chairs? Okay. Have you ever asked them, Karen, why they get up there in the first place? Well, this is, I have, and this is where I get emotional and I can't seem to... Okay, let's go there yeah. first because I need to know where what their thinking mind is before we can ask them what else is possible. Yeah. Um, so they both do this, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. All right, so first off, curious. Um, why do you get up on the table and the countertops when your people ask you to not be up there? Okay, so she gets an amazing view. I want to say there's glass windows or something, She maybe a yes. sliding glass door that she can see through. Um, this allows a peek to the outdoors. When I ask, can you be on the floor and look through these windows, it's not the same. She says, I don't have the same horizontal view as I have when I'm higher up. She's really not doing it to try to irk you guys. This is a natural, if she was outside as a cat, she'd be on benches and in low branches of trees. She would be doing what instinctually she would do. You know, Karen, for her, what you might want to try is putting a nice cat tree that's super tall, I would say even taller than the table, or a couple yeah. of them, or cat shelves, or something in the same kind of position or angle where she can still get the same view she's getting from the table and the countertops as an alternative substitute position. So that's where she's coming from. So Tenderfoot, why do you get up there? She says, because I own the space. Tell me oh. more about that. Um, Tenderfoot is doing it more because Okay, it feels like she's starting to do it more because now Curious is in the house and she's, she, Tenderfoot, is doing it more to kind of have a, well, Curious is doing it, so I'm going to do it too. And Tenderfoot is doing it too, not to be a copycat, but more to have a one-up on Curious. Like, well, I'm on the house, I own the space, I own the floor, I own this. And again, she's not saying it in total ownership where it's bashing or domineering Curious in a terrible way, but more like, well, there is a hierarchy amongst cats. Even cat colonies have hierarchies. Tenderfoot's the higher one up, so it's kind of like she's not going to be outdone by curious okay. okay and so it doesn't have anything to do with us not feeding them enough because i tell you curious tenderfoot gets into a lot of the food she's a culprit around the food let and me ask tenderfoot the counter but sometimes we're not always on top of it um tenderfoot does want more food for her body she does feel she's being underfed okay um cat food of course yeah cat food um curious how about you um curious can take more food uh, yeah, it actually feels like their metabolism, um, genetically, especially Curious, is very fast, so they use up their calories pretty quickly. So, uh, I don't know if you, um, offer dry food out regularly or fairly regularly, but, you know, some people do free feeding. It feels like allowing them, well, Tenderfoot, I should say, more of the option of having food anytime she wants it would help be more satisfying for her without, I don't really get she'd gain weight because of it. I get she would Tenderfoot, regulate. Yeah, Tenderfoot would not gain weight, I don't believe. Curious is already overweight. Okay. Okay. Um, curious has a, when I'm done eating, I walk away, way about her. Um, when I ask her, so if she left food out 24-7, would you be in it 24-7? She says, I'd eat what I want and I'd walk away. Part of the reason why she's feeding herself is just like people eat potatoes or potato chips for comfort food, Curious is doing that as a space of comfort. It's something she can do to nourish herself, to nurture herself. Um, so I don't get she's trying to, you know, go into a feeding frenzy like, oh, I gotta eat because it's the only way I can be happy. It's not that, but it is a, a, a self-soothing action 
for her because yes there is tension between the two and because yes curious is a rather um insecure girl to begin with with or without tenderfoot oh really with or without tenderfoot she's insecure yeah not not you know to the degree you're seeing her with tenderfoot but if tenderfoot wasn't in the picture i get curious would be a friendly outgoing cat but still have a timid streak that would show up now and then with loud noises or people coming in surprising her in the house who were strangers things along those lines she wouldn't be the most outgoing cat even without tenderfoot right so okay um we do have a food issue no they they can't have dry food just because i know tenderfoot would be eating it all the time if, if allowed um, well, maybe I, just maybe just when you feed them, like I feed my cats twice a day, and I put everybody in a separate room because I want to know who's eating, who's not eating, who's off feed. You know, I've got elderly cats here too, um, yes. but feeding them separate in separate rooms and giving them, you know, I give my cats a good ten minutes typically, unless they let me know they're done. You know, yeah. that way you can give Tenderfoot more food or or whatever. But yeah, she is looking for more food. Um, Tenderfoot is very curious, and she it also feels like she really doesn't. You know, she doesn't really get too upset when you guys yell at her. You know, Karen, you can try uh, the water gun, you know, yeah. just plain water. Um, I still get that Tenderfoot is um, still a bit determined to get up there. And Curious is just looking for the, the good eye view of the outdoors. I can get another cat tree. That's not a big deal. It's the, like, why can't she not reciprocate and have an agreement with us that she will remain either on the floor or on the chairs? You know, um, if she and Curious can have agreements, then why can she not agree with us that she will remain? And I understand there's a whole hierarchy thing, but what about Drummond and me? We actually own the house, and we're the ones that are, you know, I mean, I know that this is getting to be tedious, uh, not tedious, but a little petty, but however, she doesn't own the house. It's me and Drummond. Yeah, and who are you asking this to? Tenderfoot. Okay. So, Tenderfoot, how about that? Why don't you reciprocate if you make agreements with curious at times they don't have many agreements by the way um oh. <laughs> so i'm not sure where this coming from but they don't have many agreements <laughs> um but tenderfoot why don't you just respect what your people ask of you they do own the living space she says because i'm a cat and i came here to live life to the fullest she says and i need to eat more and i like to get up and see and it's part of territorialism she says getting all over the place um is there something we can offer you as a substitute way of achieving all those things and getting your emotional needs therefore met in that way while still respecting their request? Um, she says, maybe as I age, I won't be so, she says, uh, like pushy or having the need or desire to exert my authority that I am the hierarchy or higher up cat in this household. Um, but she's never, she's not offering any suggestions as far as what's possible now. Um, there are, Karen, this is my two cents again, there are double-sided uh, little plastic mats that you can get uh, online that are like, they're kind of plastic and spiky. They make it very uncomfortable for a cat to jump on, and I've seen some clients have success with those because the cats just are like, oh, that's not comfy. It doesn't hurt them if they land on it, but it is uncomfy. Okay, good to know. As a All deterrent. Right. Okay, um, so... Um, I guess for me, yes, of course, I want them to get along and I want them to be happy with each other. I can't force that. Um, what can we do to make them are curious, more feel more secure and tenderfoot to feel more at ease so she doesn't have to feel like she's got to exert her control or exert her 
um, I own this house. You know, I mean, I, I just want Curious to feel that she belongs here as well. I mean, she's loved, the two of them are loved so much. Um, so what, what more can we do? Yeah, sure. So Curious, how about that? What else can they do to assist you, support you? Um, she says, I'm really not sure. She says, what I do is I, I'm taking care of myself, she says, and I keep my distance from Tenderfoot, and that seems to work really well. Um, she feels that the two of them can be in the living room, you know, not next to each other, but hanging out in the living room at the same time without there being any issues with people yeah. present. So that's a good thing. So Curious actually thinks it's a far more, um, like, it's working. It's working for me, is what she says when asked, is there anything they can do to support you, though, and maybe the being more um, confident and have higher self-esteem in the confidence area. She says, I'm really not sure. Um, Karen, we may have talked about this in the past, but uh, are you guys still doing play therapy with Curious? Play therapy? Okay, so if I've not mentioned it before, play therapy, Jackson Galaxy on the uh, My Cat from Hell, if you've seen any of those uh, yeah. shows, cat behavior shows. So playing with a cat actually releases good feeling endorphins in the body, helps them feel good about themselves, can increase self-esteem and confidence. You want to play with them separate and not together in the same room so Curious doesn't have to feel like she's in competition and has to leave the scene because Tenderfoot takes over. So play with them separate on a daily basis, but for Curious it can help her feel more um, more bold, more like she's in her body, more... It, it's kind of like helping to nurture a shy child, okay? You give them something they're good at, she's good at play with string, okay, string toys, wand toys, things like that, anything that engages her with you guys, and doing like 10-15 minutes of play a day, and sure, it, it's called play therapy because you as a person do have to do it as a, think of it like um, a way of building her self-esteem, and when I ask her, so curious, if we were to do this, let's pretend, say, for, oh, I don't know, two weeks in a, gr in a row, daily, 15 minutes a day, what would this create for you? She says, well, I would feel like I can move my body in space um, in a bigger way. Right now, she tells me the way she walks through your house is in a quiet way. She does everything quietly um, so as not to upset or to gather attention, attract attention, I should say, from Tenderfoot. So by two weeks post this type of therapy, she shows me that she would be used to doing 15 minutes of wild play, and as a result, wild play makes the body move as a cat in different directions. So it would be kind of starting her on the trend of it feels more natural to me as curious to move sometimes in fast sprinty ways. So she thinks she would actually in her everyday world, everyday life start incorporating more of that. Now, as far as how Tenderfoot would respond to those quicker movements on Curious's end, let me see if Curious was to do more darting and, and things of that sort on her own without people playing with her in, in other words, everyday behavior, how would you respond? She shows me an interest of, or she shows me having wide eyes and being interested, actually, in Curious's new faster movements. I do not see Tenderfoot going after her or being agitated, nor jealous or upset or anything like that. It seems like she would just be curious. So I, what I would recommend, Karen, is you try that and experiment for a couple weeks and really watch how both these cats respond. Done. I'll do it. Absolutely commit to it. And I know we only have a few more minutes, so I've got to ask about... What is it about them wrestling on my feet early in the morning when they know they're not going to get fed until 8 o'clock and they wake me up like at 5, 
and they're wrestling and they wake me up and then I scoot them out the door. So can you ask them what that's about, please? Absolutely. And this is happening when you're laying in bed, right? I'm, I'm dead asleep and then okay. they're wrestling on my feet. It's like, okay, that's enough. And they know that they're out of the door. Well, at that point, it actually does feel like it's, it's a nice game. Tenderfoot okay. initiates. Okay. Um, it is a pleasant play. Uh, it feels like these two are tag-teaming, <laughs> however. Um, what is your goal? She says, well, our goal starts out as play, but she says we know it's going to have the desired effect of waking mom up. Now, now she needs her sleep, my friends, because grumpy people um, generally, <laughs> you know, aren't the best people to live with, coexist with. If you could let her sleep, maybe do your game once she's awake. She says, well, no. The whole game is fun when we have hills and mountains, which are your legs underneath the covers, Karen, um, to jump and pounce and play. So, um, hmm, yeah, it well, is play. I, I was sick for three months, and I was not much fun, so um, I have to sleep so I can be healthy. Well, anyways, I don't... So you know what, Karen? Put a water pistol next to your bed. <laughs> That's good. Okay. You know, yeah. so that you're being clear of, you know, this isn't cool. Because I'm going to ask them to stop, and I'm okay. going to let them know, heads up, fair heads up to both of you. I've invited her to consider using a water pistol during your play. So I'm going to ask the both of you, as she's been requesting up to this point, that Tenderfoot, you not initiate this game. That Curious, you not engage. If Tenderfoot wants to start the game, and you are smart enough to jump off the bed and just disengage, or to just not play, give her your back and not engage, you won't get squirted. However, if you guys play, she may squirt you with water, and that'll end the game very quickly, and teach you that that's no longer acceptable behavior. Tenderfoot does not like water. Curious will. Curious is very sensitive to the water pistol, so use it sparingly when with her. You might just have to show it to her after she's been squirted once, and that yeah. might be enough to get her to scram. Tenderfoot might wait for the stream of water, though. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So we are set for today. I'm going to thank them both. Yep. And. Give me 24 hours, Karen, to get the recording out to you. Will do. Just a quick, one more quick question. Did you get an overall sense that they are happy here, though, in the home overall? Well, Tenderfoot's very happy. Um, yeah. Curious is happy when she's not looking over her shoulder. You know, um, it's, it's tough, she says, having to feel like I've always got to look over my shoulder. I mean, yes. if you were living, Karen, in a household where you f you had roommates and you felt like you had to do that, it yeah. is going to keep your stress level up a little bit more, even though there isn't too much action, if any at all anymore, happening with your roommates towards you, or in this case, tenderfoot towards curious. It's still her concern, and her, her concern is her belief that it could happen, and so she, curious, feels the need to watch over her shoulder. Okay. Thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate all the help. Great information. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, you have a great evening. You too. Thanks. Take care. Sure. Bye-bye.